life is short and we take it too seriously in my opinion like a lot of people take themselves too seriously i don't take myself too seriously i love it myself i love it things that happen around like i like to joke about everything you know from uh, politics to business to relationships to everyday stuff you know just laughing uh, extends our lives so that's how i look at that your network is your net worth come listen to some of the most successful people i know share invaluable knowledge stories and advice in real estate business and beyond this is weiss advice whether you want to take your business or personal life to the next level look no further welcome back to weiss advice i am your host yona weiss and today i am very fortunate to be joined by michael plax of the real estate investing tax firm rei tax firm based out of uh houston texas somewhere outside houston texas and michael thank you so much for taking the time to join us today how are you doing oh doing great thank you yona for inviting me it's always a a pleasure to talk to you and now talk to you you know on when it's recorded usually we talk when it's not <laughs> right right it's much safer that way to, to... Yeah, it is <laughs> but you know michael just to give you guys a little bit of a background i'd like to give a little context before we get the conversation going michael is an enrolled agent so in ea you may have seen that abbreviation after a tax person's name and accountant's name is a little bit different than a CPA. And we're going to talk a little bit about that. I'd love to share that information to our listeners. And he's been actually an immigrant from Russia. So that's very fascinating to me as well. Came over, I assume, after the uh, the Cold War ended, but maybe not. We'll see. Let's let's get into it. Without further ado, he's a very big contributor on Bigger Pockets. I love uh, his knowledge and information he shares over there in the general real estate accounting business. There's a lot of people that share information, but he does it in such a way that uh, makes you laugh pretty much every time that that you read anything he has to say, including right the good stuff right it's just you know, there's a way to present and i think he's got that down besides for that he is a martial artist which which is fascinating to me i mean you go there with your your picture with the boxing gloves on and your komodo and i don't know what you call that thing you're wearing but uh, how do you do it what, what what what's it all about tell me let's start with there what's the uh, what's the image what's the um you know the profile of the martial arts and the tax you know beating up uncle sam what's it about Yes, on my logo, and uh, you know, in my logo, I'm beating up Uncle Sam. Like he's social distancing right behind me. You know, somebody has to, and it started spontaneously. Like one day, I just like had my martial arts uniform on, pictured with that, and that's how the logo started. But I call myself Black Belt in real estate taxation. So here is my black belt. You know, <laughs> uh, and uh, you know that indicates uh, you know my uh, thinking about. Uh, what I know about taxes, however, if I'm allowed a short anecdote about that is, you know, uh, in Asia, actually, black belt is considered the basic competence level, like completely different concept from how we look at black belt here. So right. depending on how you want to look at that, I'm either black belt or basic level of competence, like one of the two you choose. I understand. I understand. No, that's amazing. That That's that's fine. So, I mean, that's really the approach that accountants would have, which I think is a bit of a a you know, a different approach, which I love about you and, and a lot of other real estate focused accountants out there, that your focus is more of being a tax advisor more than, 
a number pusher, right? You're not there to, to fill out tax forms, although you do that as well, because it's a lot more about your understanding and you're able to, like you said, beating up Uncle Sam is not done by, by you know, paying all the taxes that you think you are required to pay. It's actually applying strategies to be able to reduce that tax bill as much as possible. Is that accurate? Yes, very much so. Awesome. Exactly. So what is the difference between an EA, an enrolled agent, and a CPA? And, and you know, why, do, why would one have choose one over the other? Frankly, people make too much fuss about that. Honestly, both uh, designations are about equal when it comes to taxes. Uh, CPA is a state license in accounting, which is a much broader area. You know, there is a lot involved in accounting. Taxes is a part of that. Enrolled agent is federal level license specifically in taxation. So we are more of tax specialist account. Uh, CPAs are broader, but both can do excellent work when it comes to taxes, have the same right. Both have extensive training, uh, continuing education requirements, code of ethics, and so on. So very, very comparable. Understood. And you studied taxation in Russia as well before you immigrated to the United States? Oh, God, no, no, <laughs> no, absolutely not. Actually, me getting into taxation was a pure accident because I came with IT background. My original career was in IT. And then I learned that taxes, because my first job here was actually a self-employed uh, IT person. And I quickly learned the importance of taxes. It was a survival skill. Mm -hmm. And the rest of the story, then I got into that business. So now I'm <laughs> now I am teaching other people how to save. Awesome. That's amazing. And, you know, you, uh, you had an interesting bout, I, a little, you know, social media. Uh, I'm very observant when it comes to these type of things. A story came out a while ago that, uh -oh. you, uh, <laughs> that, that you actually had uh, a little bit of an a experience in speaking, in public speaking, and were part of, you know, the Toastmasters, which is, you know, a very a well-recognized organization to help people learn how to public speak. And you won a contest. I mean, you, you actually won an award. Is that right? Yeah, that's right. You know, that's been years ago, but many years ago, all, many years ago. Yes. And I actually came to that organization for the very wrong reason. I came uh, hoping to boost my business and find prospects there. <laughs> I was told that that's what I could do there. And then I realized now, that's not what the organization was about, but actually, I would highly recommend to every uh, real estate investor on the podcast to consider joining that organization because every time you speak, like it's called public speaking, but when you talk to a seller, this is a small version of public speaking. Right. You need to know how to present yourself. And in that organization, they give you wonderful training on how you can talk to people, how you can express yourself make uh, yourself concise and uh, eloquent, so. Well, you're doing a wonderful job here, absolutely. It's, uh, I appreciate that. And you, you know, what, what would you say is your favorite part about taxation? Favorite part about taxation is uh, <laughs> actually like, okay. <laughs> the trick question. Uh, no, it, well, because it has two parts, okay? What is my favorite part about taxation or what is my favorite part about tax advisor? I hear this as being two different questions. Okay. So in taxation, my favorite part is that it's absolutely great. Like when I started in this business, I was working out of my home office and my home office had a lot of different shades of gray. 
and I usually like would point to my clients around the room and I'm saying it's like look choose the shade of gray like my office here like the new office doesn't have that much gray like this is like different <laughs> different color schemes so I don't have that much to point out but I do like the fact that it's that it allows so much room for interpretation and for creative strategies and uh, opportunities always come when there are different strategies you can employ and different interpretations of the rules and like you mentioned as you know i grew up in russia our mode of operation was always like let's screw the system so mm -hmm. right okay so you come here and you realize well i wouldn't exactly phrase it that way but there is a lot of room to work within the system to your advantage and that's my favorite part as far as Favorite part of being a tax advisor is actually not numbers. I hate numbers. I don't like, well, I'm an accountant, but I don't like numbers. I like people. You know, my favorite part are consultations with my clients because we have small talk. We talk about everything appropriate and inappropriate. We laugh, but we also discuss a lot of business stuff. So that uh, communication and uh, friendships with my clients is my favorite part of being in that business. That's awesome. No, that's probably the most important part as well. That's uh, and you add a lot of humor to it. I mean, like I said in the introduction, if you read, if you come across Michael in bigger pockets, you can't help but like almost every single thread. You know, there's some wisecrack or some sarcastic thing over there. And if you didn't know any better, you'd think like, what is this guy saying? But then if you actually read uh, some of his content, it's it's very you know well based. All backed up and it's very thought provoking a lot of times as well. Uh, you know, giving room for for questions and things like that. But why, you know, why the humor? It's not very common. I, I wish more people would do it like that, right? And on online forums, sometimes you, you know people are a little inappropriate. But here, you do it in such a way that you just kind of spice up the uh, you know the tax advice with the comedy. It's very simple to me. You know, life is short. And we take it too seriously. In my opinion, like a lot of people take themselves too seriously. I don't take myself too seriously. I laugh at myself. I laugh at things that happen around. Like I like to joke about everything, you know, from uh, politics to business to relationships to everyday stuff. You know, just laughing uh, extends our lives. So that's how I look at that. Yeah. So why is the picture of Uncle Sam behind you standing there with a the mask on? You put that uh, mask on him. <laughs> that's that? because, yes, like when I started my business, I used to do a lot of live presentations. I would go to local clubs right. and uh, I started carrying this cardboard cutout of Uncle Sam with me and uh, people started associating me with those like red gloves, like <laughs> making, oh, let's make a selfie, like give me a glove, I'll punch Uncle Sam too. Uh, <laughs> you know, so then I go to meetings in my normal uh, attire. You know, uh, regular short and pants, and people say, "Where are your red gloves?" Like, <laughs> like, aren't you the guy with the red gloves? So I'm saying, "Is okay, yeah, I need to, I need to keep uh, wearing them." So even my logo in bigger pockets. It's all me, uh, you know, in this uniform kind of. It's yeah. I mean, it's branding. It's brilliant. I, I really think it is. I'll credit actually one of my coaches. You mentioned Toastmasters, and uh, one of my coaches is a world champion of public speaking. Uh, from Toastmasters organization, who is a professional comedian. And I remember him saying in one of his classes, he said, it's like, look, in my hometown, nobody remembers what I talked about, but everybody remembers I was the guy who jumped on the table in the middle of the speech. So I decided this, you know, being a little obnoxious helps people remember you. So That's when right. they look at me and, and asking about red gloves, I think yeah, that part of marketing worked.
know, people at least know, oh, the tags guy with the red gloves. Got it. That's awesome. I love it. Uh, And it it does work. I mean, that's brilliant. That's what I love. That's one of the things I love about you also is that you you got the branding down and people remember that. And you say like the black belt in, uh, in taxation. You're like what like black belt and taxation like what? <laughs> you know what is that about but it makes you think and it kind of makes you want, you remember you and uh, that's awesome uh, let me switch gears a little bit here because I'm, I'm actually a little curious i don't know if you shared a lot about this about um you know, your journey of coming over and emigrating from russia during that time of history that was a kind of scary time I mean, can you talk a little bit about what it was like growing up in russia and then coming over uh how many hours do we have no, we don't have. We, can you sum it up in ninety seconds? No. <laughs> well, growing up, you know, everybody when they a kid remember good stuff. There is always good stuff, no matter where you grow up. You know, uh, there was good, bad part. But I'll tell you this because when we were interviewing and we came here as political refugees, and uh, when we came here and were interviewed by United States government for our Admission, we had to describe the reason why we applied for being refugees. And uh, as uh, Jewish uh, people growing up uh, in Russia at that time, it actually wasn't easy. But when you are in it, you don't feel it. When we started explaining that Mm. and started asking, well, I kind of look at each other. My God, it actually was kind of tough, right? But as you like, you get used to that. You don't notice. And then when you come here and realize the difference between freedom and unfreedom, that's quite a revelation, you know. Wow, yeah, for sure. And I, I mean, it's mm-hmm. it's one of the things that makes the United States as great as it is, is the, you know, the it freedoms is. that uh, that we're given Absolutely. and kind of take for granted a lot of times. Do you see anything happening right now with, um, again, let's, I'm switching gears back because we're, you know, we're talking, we're just having mm-hmm. a conversation here. Obviously, a lot of people have made projections about what's going on right now in the current administration and the current uh, tax thing. You know, we're, we're, we concern ourselves much more uh, with real estate than, than anything else. And I think real estate has probably some of the best laws in terms of taxation than any other industry out there. Would you For agree sure. with that? Yes, I do. I do agree with that. Do you see anything changing major in the current uh, administration to that? You know, my crystal ball is no better than yours or anybody else's. You know, it's broken. I'm looking, predicted- I'm looking for a joke. Uh, that's what I'm <laughs> Yeah, yeah I, pre- I predicted a lot of things uh, recently and very few of them came true. And nobody probably could predict what is going on right now. But I want to make a point that I, when I talk about political climate and how it affects real estate is this. There is a lot of conversations uh, right now about uh, the threat that the new administration poses to real estate investors. And I think it's real, but not specifically to real estate investors, like wealth building and business in general. And uh, uh, certain things that we are so used to, like beneficial capital gain rates or 1031 exchanges Mm -hmm. and things like that are in theory threatened, but they have been threatened for years. And every time I talk about it, I want to remind people that look, when you look at the composition of Congress, even today, no matter what political affiliation they are, no matter what party they belong to, most of these people are wealthy business owners and real estate owners. Yes, right. And it's highly unlikely, in my opinion, for these people to vote for something 
that would shoot, uh, that would hurt their own families. Like people talk about, yes, okay, Biden had that proposal about elimination of step up basis at death. And I'm thinking it's like how many congressmen would be actually cheering eliminating that break for their own families, facing mm -hmm. their personal wealth to their kids and grandkids. So to me, drastic changes like that are potentially possible. I cannot, well, nothing is impossible in today's world, okay. but I, I'm skeptical about a lot of these things happening specifically based that these people are not, they, they tend not to shoot themselves in the foot. Yeah. You know, they, they like to choose other targets, like millionaires, sure, they're saying is okay. <laughs> but uh, owners of uh, real estate, you know, as far as like break specifically to uh, generational wealth, mm -hmm. I find it hard to see happening in a drastic way. Now, small things is yes, rates will probably go up somewhat. Some breaks will disappear. A lot of breaks will be added uh, that would favor low-income people. That's how society is shifting right, right now. Like all of that, like I see happening, but dramatic changes such as we're not going to have preferential rates at all for capital gains not going to have 1031s not going to have step up basis at debt again that's my prediction but i've been wrong before and i will be wrong again yeah <laughs> you know as far as that stuff goes absolutely and i agree I, I i tend to agree with that it's on it's unfortunate I think and it's kind of strange, but it's kind of the society that we live in that the politicians themselves are in the end of the day, more concerned with their own well-being, you know, than, well, you know, the, the, the lower class, I, I think and it's, it is unfortunate, but I think it's just a way that politicians get into office. It's just a normal pattern is they, they make all kinds of promises that they don't actually plan on keeping just to get votes. And it is an unfortunate thing. It's one of the things I hate most about politics is just the, this complete dishonesty that just surrounds it, which is why I almost never talk about politics ever. But, you know, when it comes to, you know, how it's going to affect our businesses and how it's going to affect our real estate, the climate in general, I think it's important to kind of hash those things out. Yes, but uh, since it's so uncertain right now, like people keep asking me and uh, all of my colleagues, like, what should we do right now? You know, my answer to that is wait, you know, do what you normally do, you know, right. make money, accumulate wealth. We really don't know what is going to happen. Like planning against such uncertain future is very difficult. Absolutely. And no one can know. And even still, like the truth of the matter is, even if something were to change, it usually takes a couple of years historically to make any of those uh, major changes to happen once a, a new administration is in there. So either way, we got some time. Just keep doing the same thing you're doing. Yeah. And let's, let's jump right into the final four over here. Uh, the four questions that we ask every guest at the end of the episode or, or towards the end of the episode, I should say, what is the worst job that you ever had? Worst job that I ever had? Good question. Uh, husband? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, the, worst, uh, the worst <laughs> job was right after, right after I graduated college. Uh, I worked in a corporate environment, and that was back in Russia, in IT. And uh, the thing about that, and actually, uh, it's not specific to Russia. I had a similar job here at one time, too, in IT. When you spend all day in your cubicle, doing things and absolutely nobody gives a damn what you are doing. Like before I quit my IT job uh, for good and switched to my accounting business, 
like that was like i i literally like i did these stupid things it was stupid i did it too early but i walked into the office of my boss and said look you know i'm starting my own accounting business i'm out of here in two weeks bye you know but prior to that i knew i was planning to do that as a bad experiment you know very unethical experiment but you know i did that i stopped i stopped working like i was coming to work but i was spending all day doing my own thing and i was wondering when will they notice and they never did it went on for months and months and months until i finally quit and that is that probably was the worst thing yeah i had all the time i wanted to do my thing but very little satisfaction when nobody pays any like any attention to what you are doing or in my case not doing wow yeah that's that's pretty sad uh yeah. <laughs> i'm sure that happens still nowadays yeah. as well but well uh, in, in government yeah. well yes well, of course <laughs> well they turn the other cheek i mean that's a different story they, yeah. <laughs> people getting paid for doing nothing uh, on purpose <laughs> <laughs> but what is a a book that you've read that's given you a paradigm shift a book that i read that gave me a paradigm shift okay there are quite a few i could mention but one specifically would be the book that uh, one of my sons recommended that i read many years ago and i resisted thinking that i was smarter than uh, that and i didn't need it until i finally read it and realized that i did need that book the book was uh, e myth revisited mm -hmm. by mike gerber yeah uh, the book that teaches you how to systematize your business and make it uh professional make it a business i had that same attitude that a lot of uh entrepreneurs have like my business is unique you know i don't i cannot <laughs> i cannot put systems in i cannot do that and then i start reading that book and i realize how does he know my problems you know, turns <laughs> out every in, entrepreneur goes through the same problems and makes the same mistakes so yeah. that book was very helpful when i finally uh, suppressed my ego enough to listen to what the book had to teach me that's great yeah that's uh it's an incredible book definitely a must read for anyone who is an entrepreneur or considering entrepreneurship uh whatsoever or has an existing business definitely a, a must read there third question for you what's a skill or talent that you would like to learn wow <laughs> that would be a list of like couple hundred really things like yeah like a lot of things that i'm missing uh that i want to do but as far as you know you mentioned my business uh my is based in houston texas right now and one thing that would be really super helpful here if if i could speak spanish mm -hmm. <laughs> and uh like yeah when i when i have more time that probably would be one of the uh things at the top of my li uh, list of skills to acquire Right. But the list is very, very long. You know. Okay. Let's uh, throw another one on the fire. Let's hear it. Another one? On the <laughs> fire. Okay. I want to learn how, how to better prioritize my time mm -hmm. because there are so many things that ask for your attention. And that, pro that problem is not unique to me. I see it. All, right. We talk about that a lot with my clients. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, you are in real estate, you look around, there is so much you can do and uh, the a very hard thing to do is focus on something which means letting other things go and i heard a quote long time ago which i think is very accurate i don't remember who 
the author of that quote was, but the quote was, success is the art of elimination. Mm. That spoke to me because it says it's like, uh, for example, in my business, uh, which you mentioned, like my RAI tax firm, we work exclusively with real estate investors. Exclusively, I meaning you are not in real estate, we are not taking you as a client. Can I make money serving a client who is running a restaurant? Sure, I can. I know how to do that. But we only work with real estate right. investors. Being niche helps. Same for what I tell to all of my clients. You know, if you are going around saying, is, well, I can do anything, well, then you do nothing, essentially. You know, if you are in real estate, you also need your niche. You need yeah. to choose what you are doing, what you are doing well, and then people would know. And uh, if somebody asks, is, okay, I'm looking for a syndicator in Atlanta. I'm just, I know a couple guys who are. Mm -hmm. But if I'm just saying, is like, well, I'm looking for somebody in real estate business nationwide, come on, like, that does not work that way. Right. So you have to... You have to be known as a specialist in something, just like you, Yono. Like everybody knows, you as a top cost segregation expert in the nation. I'm pretty sure that you could make money doing a few other things as well. Right. But uh, your like the reason why we refer business to you is because we know you as a niche, like expert in a certain field, and people know as an expert, and in and all of our real estate clients, right. those who have focus do better exactly no and that's that's a very important i'm glad you brought that up it is so important it can't be overlooked i mean the the niche is 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 so so important and it's it's really not that difficult to do you just have to kind of find that niche and just just go all in on it and you will be more successful that way definitely agree with that so fourth and final question for you michael today is what does success mean to you Interesting question. Okay, I'll use a quote again. And that's like something, uh, definition that I read in one of the uh, books years ago. And, it, and I like the definition of success. They said success is when making more money will not change what you do, where you live, and who you sleep with. <laughs> no, I think you had that last word <laughs> <laughs> oh man but yeah I, I i hear that i agree with that that's that's funny because also i think accurate too yeah absolutely you know a lot of people like to think that they'll be more generous when they have more money for example I, i've heard this time and time again and the truth of the matter is it's not it's not true if you're that's, generous yeah, when that's you have very little money you'll be generous when you have more money. If you're stingy when you have little money, you'll be stingy when you have more money. So I, I definitely agree with that. Um, you know, you have to live, you have to live the life that you want to live. And money really is not the guiding factor. Absolutely. Michael, where can our listeners find you or reach out to you if they choose to? Obviously, I mentioned you're very active on Bigger Pockets. You can find him there. Yes. Um, but where else? Uh Anywhere uh, where you are looking for my name, like if you Google Michael Flux, but really the easiest way is through my tax firm website. The firm is called REI Tax Firm. So if you literally spell REI Tax Firm.com, uh, you go to my web page and you can find me from there. You can find me on Bigger Pockets. I'm pretty active on Facebook. Have um, You have your own uh, group. Uh, you know, I also That's have right. a group like uh, ROI tax and legal wizards. Uh, mm. So like a lot of different places, but, uh, yeah, bigger, bigger pockets, Facebook and uh, company website. 
awesome. those three places. Amazing. Thank you so much, Michael. It's been a tremendous pleasure speaking with you today. It really has. I wish we had more time for this, but I like to keep it short and sweet for our listeners to be looking for more, right? They're thirsting for okay. more, but thank you again. I appreciate your time. Okay. Thank you, Yona. That was a pleasure. Oh yeah, absolutely. And to all of our listeners, remember the best advice comes only when you ask. Real quick, I have one question for you. Did you like this episode? If you did, I want to ask you a huge favor. See, the biggest thing that helps this podcast grow and that will spread this message to the whole world is that if you leave a review, a rating, and subscribe to the podcast. What that does is it basically tells the platforms that this podcast is out on is that you like my stuff and I'm doing something right. So take a few seconds out of your day, hit that subscribe button, leave a rating or review. I would be extremely grateful. Also, I want to hear from you guys. So I want to hear some feedback. If you have any questions for future episodes, please find me on LinkedIn, send me a DM, a connection request, Yona Weiss, and I'd love to hear from you.